Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 76, live from Los Angeles. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, subscribe or follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, going to keep it short. I did not get to watch more than the Clipper game. I saw the end of the Celtics. Big-time shot by Jason Tatum at the end. Almost blew it in typical Celtic fashion of this season, but a great shot by Tatum. He got lucky with the contested three. And when I say luck, I don't mean it was a lucky shot, but you know, more often than not, he's missed that shot late in the game. So great shot, great win for the Celtics who keep on rolling. And as Jason Tatum says, they, they say they favor their chances against anybody, in my opinion, besides the Nets, anybody they can beat or they have a chance to. It's just a matter of the form they go into. They form there in going into the playoffs. But the main event tonight, of course, the Clippers and the Pacers in Indiana. Another homecoming game for Paul George. And he was on it from the beginning, just like he was last season when we played them there. And again, last season when we played them there, Kawhi wasn't playing again. So he was out with soreness again tonight. But thankfully, this year is not like last year where we lose to teams like Chicago and New Orleans without Kawhi. You know, we did beat Indiana last year without Kawhi, but I think it was like Paul George would occasionally have those games where he popped off last year, whereas this year, he has just had a much better season overall. He's playing a different way. For example, tonight, he mixed it up so much. His offensive attack was so diverse. He was starting off by hitting open threes, coming off the ball and hitting threes, getting into the mid-range area, hitting turnarounds, both shoulders, man, beautiful, and then getting to the rim, and then working quick off the catch when he got the ball, moving without it, attacking the basket, he even had a nice little two-hand dunk, and then making plays on the drive, kicking it out to guys like Senior, like Kennard, who also was great tonight, Kennard and Senior. I thought that that was the advantage that we had in the beginning of the game. They started with Sumner, Justin Holiday and Karis Levert and Brogdon with Sabonis at the five. So they really had no four to guard Senior. They put Brogdon at Senior because he's strong, but Senior was cooking him in the post. He was having his way with him, and I think that we went away from him a little too long in the first quarter. I thought that our defense was a little lazy in the beginning, except for playing the passing lanes and having great anticipation. We had multiple steals and interceptions tonight. Great reading of the opponent. Paul George straight over the top. Red Sabonis' pass beautifully grabbed it over his head. And then we had Kennard, you know, coming over and uh, cheating off his man to rotate to the pass and intercept a pass that was going to the left corner. And just various plays, Batum, everyone was... Terrence Mann rotating underneath, getting steals. We were very active in the passing lanes, but I thought we were getting beat off the dribble too easily, especially by Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon was getting whatever he wanted on whoever he wanted for the most part. He finished with 29 points on 12 of 18 from the field. I thought that Sabonis was good, but I think that he's not aggressive. He wasn't aggressive enough tonight getting in the post. 
and he was spent too much time hanging out on the perimeter. He had 20 points and 13 boards, 9 of 17, but I thought that he should have been a bit more aggressive, like too much, just running pick and roll and letting every I don't know. Sometimes they just let these three-point shooters get involved, and it's just like, I don't know. Justin Holiday missed some open shots. I know he usually makes more of those, but we were pretty comfortable with them. Justin Holiday, three of nine, eight points. But, you know, it was a close game. We were only up by two at the half, only up by three going into the fourth. I thought our second, we were actually falling behind by a bit because we just kept getting beat off the dribble by Brogdon. And TJ McConnell, I mean, that guy is a fighter. I really like his game. He's a dog. He's everywhere. He gets those cheesy little, you know, steals, full court pressing, catching guys by surprise. He got one on Reggie Jackson today, tonight, who wasn't that great in my opinion. He was his, This was his worst game in a while, one of seven, and his turnover came on that, and his defense was a little, eh. He was getting beat, beaten easily and not offering as much resistance as I've seen him uh, getting over screens, but he was plus 13, which weirdly was the best of any starter. Um, he also played... 29 minutes. Zoo played 26 minutes. I thought Zoo did a good job of finishing underneath the rim. 14.7 boards on 7 of 8. But I thought that our second unit was really the one that got us back into the game and got us some control again. And that is because of, obviously, Playoff, who continues his undefeated spell with the Clippers, further proving that Clipper Twitter, as I said, is very stupid. I hope they've realized that, you know, getting winning players and champions helps your team win and not to doubt a Hall of Fame caliber player like playoff. Uh, Nick Batum has just, I don't know what happened. He started playing mini hoop with his five-year-old son, and now he's Tayshaun Prince. You know, the, the amount of blocks this man had, whether it was one-on-one -on -one contest and blocks or rotating, he looked like LeBron out there on some of these. Getting, like, weak side rotation, just swatting it, just throwing it back at him, throwing it fucking back. Six of 12 in the field for Nick, moving without the ball as he always does, and quick decisions. That's what I love about our team now with Ty Lue. Ty Lue's offense is beautiful to watch. We get 20-plus assists all the time now. We move the ball, and that starts from moving without the ball because when you're moving without the ball, that means the defense has to chase you. And when you get the ball, sometimes you can work when defenders are moving as opposed to stand still ready for you. And that's what happens with Paul George, and that gives him so many opportunities to get to the rim, as well as guys like Terrence, and Nick Batum is always moving, and Rondo had some fantastic passes. Immediately he came in, found Paul George coming off a, uh, coming off a pin down or coming off a curl, and he popped up and hit the three. And then there was another time where he had this bounce pass in the second half that was dime dropper alert. Bing, 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 bing. Dimer. One-handed bounce pass on the move. You cannot pass that too far ahead. For the outstretch hand, you want to get it to him right in stride. A second late, a second behind, that's an interception. That's a fumble. Right in stride to Batum. Batum makes the cut. Great hands. Goes up with the dunk. And in the second half, I just thought it was the Paul George show. For real. He was dominant. Again, getting to the rim so smooth like a dancer. Ballerina. One, two, reverse. Mid-range. Three ball. You know, lobbing it up to Terrence, who again, you know, just... That kid plays so hard. 5-9, 12 points, 4 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, plus 10. Terrence Mann. And then playoff. He didn't even make one shot, but he was able to get to the line. He was able to control pace. He was plus 14. He had 4 points, 5 boards, and 5 assists. Such a joy. Such a positive to have out there as we haven't lost with playoff. And then, of course, Batum. 14 points, 5 boards, 6-12. I thought Patterson was... Pretty good tonight. He got some offensive rebounds and putbacks. 
Still can be happy. He had some painful minutes as well. But six points, five rebounds, four assists. He did his job, made some solid reads in four on three situations. But and Kennard, 10 points, four of eight, two of three. Senior. I thought we could have gone to him more in that stretch where Brogdon was killing us. We should have just kept going to him because he, he couldn't be guarded. 22 points, seven rebounds, three assists, nine of twelve from the field for senior. Three of three from three. A, a couple of those contested. But again, Marcus Morris Sr. off the catch is one of the best players maybe in the league. I mean, in the last 10 games, 51% from the field, 51% from three. He's averaging 15 points in his last 10. But this season, 13 points, 46% from the field, 47 from three, and 84% from the line. He's just been awesome. Such a great addition for the clip since we've gotten him, except for game seven, which he choked just like the rest of them. But Paul George was the man of the match, player of the game, whatever you want. 36 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 13 of 25 from the field. Go watch Paul George's highlights tonight because they were beautiful, man. A whole one-on-one clinic, 4 of 7 from 3, sticking it to his old team. Another win. I think that's 5 in a row for us. We are playing, I think, the best basketball. 6 in a row, actually. I think we're playing the best basketball of any team in the league right now. Let's see if we have the highest winning streak right now. We do. We have the highest winning streak in the league right now. We're playing the best basketball. We really are. It's just a matter of getting Kawhi back, getting Serge back, and just keep working with this unit. Forget about Beverly. I think it's time to just look at him as a impact guy. I want to start playing Boogie more, though, honestly. I'm really tired of Patterson. Let's start playing Boogie. Get him into these things. He's so much better. But anyway, very happy with the win tonight. I said I was going to keep it short. Let's go to the live subscribers. Great win for the Clips. We move on to, I believe, 38 and 18, if I'm not mistaken. Let me get those just to double check. 38 and 18, correct. We are just two games behind the Phoenix Suns, but three in the loss column, one in the win column. Hopefully they start dropping. Uh, I also want to say very quickly, a very, very heartbreaking for Denver Nuggets fans and basketball fans. Jamal Murray, one of the best young point guards in the league, top 10 point guard in this league. Played like a top five point guard in the league in the bubble. Torres ACL. Um, very saddening because this effectively ruins the Nuggets' chances of winning the championship. It it sucks because Jamal Murray's a great player. I don't have any doubts that he's going to come back this uh, any uh, any worse. He's going to be fine. He's going to be better. He's going to keep getting better. It's just unfortunate, though, to see injuries that severe because we haven't had any huge injuries to the big contenders just yet. And I think that sucks. And I think that although... Again, I'm going to repeat what I said yesterday. Do I feel bad for the Nuggets fans and for the storyline of the league? No, because I'm a Clipper fan. We've had terrible injuries in the past. And, you know, I don't feel bad for anyone. Just makes our, It just makes it even more imperative that the road has been clearer now. Even more clear. And if, in my opinion, even more clear for the Lakers. Because now... Even though, even if you're a Laker fan, you thought, okay, we were not going to have any problems with Denver, you would have been fooling yourselves thinking that if you had played a healthy Denver team playing the way they were playing, that they didn't have a chance against you. And I think that now it really puts the Lakers in a position that you can bring AD and LeBron back in the last week and they can beat this Nuggets team now. And I think that it makes it it makes me realize, like, if you're the Clippers, if we're us, we're going to have to get to the Lakers, man, if we're going to want to get out of this West. I just hope it's in the conference finals where we can rejoice first that we made the conference finals and celebrate just because of the history. Not se- the players celebrating. They got a job to do, but the fans, because we've been here longer than any of these players. Um, and then we'll see, but we got to get there. That's all that's important. We're not worried about no flakers. Um, 
obviously, guys, don't take that literally, you soft Laker fans. I'm kidding. But um, we got to get to a, we got to get to where we got to get. And by doing that, we just got to take it one game at a time and play our brand of basketball thanks to Coach Tyron Lue, a savior from God. Thanks for joining me tonight. Jamal Murray, get well soon, buddy. Clippers, no nuggets to worry about really anymore. Let's get the Portland Trailblazers, the Mavericks, kick their fucking ass. Let's get up to the two seed maybe. Hell, maybe we got – let's go one game at a time. Maybe get to the one seed. You never know uh, what could happen to the scum in Utah. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Live subscribers, live chats. I see you until a while, you little salty motherfucker. Thanks for pay, uh, for the money, though, and peace.